0: This is The Nate Williams Show. I'm your host, Nate Williams, and today we're going to be talking about the rule changes that have occurred in college football and in the MLB. So we're going to mix a little bit of football and baseball together for this one. Just going over some rules that will be implemented in the 2023 season in college football, which of course just ended not too long ago. So that won't start up till, you know, in the fall. And then MLB is really right around the corner, so those rules will be happening basically right now. So first off, let's go, and then after that, I'm going to give my like opinions on the rules and stuff. But first, we're going to go over the rules, and let's start first. Start off with college football. So first off, they kind of are making these rules because they want in the game. To, like this is really for all sports. This includes like the NFL. 2, so basically... this is the game of football, so like... In, in any sport, this to make the game goes faster and more smoother... Is really what you are trying to do here for all sports. Which, I don't know, in my opinion, I kind of like the games being long... Because I don't want the game to be over too quick. I kind of like to sit down and enjoy myself. Now, I don't necessarily like all the commercials and everything. Which, the rules aren't even really for that. The rules are supposedly to make the game to go faster. I personally don't see a problem with how fast the games are. I prefer them to be long, like three hours, like games. Are. I don't want them to be short. I want to be able to enjoy it and everything. But I do understand to make, if they want to, if people are complaining, they want the game to go faster, then I guess make these rules. And this includes also for the MLB, which I'll get to later. But first off, college football. So there's one rule right now, and then there's three other rules which they've decided to come up with but ha- haven't been implemented yet. And that those will be implemented um, on April 28th. But I'll get to those three later. But first off, the main rule... So there's this main rule and then those three. So the main one that I think is actually implemented, that they're going to implement for sure, is the one clock on the first down. Except for, of course, if it's the final two minutes So, like, you know how, I mean, I don't think they're going to have a two-minute warning like the NFL does. But, you know how there's a two-minute warning in second and fourth quarters is going to be, you know, basically that two-minute warning to the end of the quarter. Even though I don't think there's going to be a two-minute warning in college. But that's basically what it is. So, the end of the two minutes in this second and fourth quarter, they're not going to have the clock running. During the two minutes, which I can I mean, make sense because you know, especially like the fourth quarter is close to the end of the game and stuff. And if it's a close game, you know, people are gonna be calling timeouts and all this stuff, and t- get a chance get a chance for teams you know score and all that. That makes sense. So beyond that, run clock. So first time happens, the clock's gonna run, and that, and the NFL does that. So they're basically duplicating what the NFL does. I think that is not a bad rule at all. I mean, that's none of these rules. That I have. Written here. That I. You know. While I was writing them down. I kind of interpreted them in my head. And. I don't think they're. That really that bad. Except with that. I heard what the NFL might do. This has nothing to do with college, But with the NFL. Supposedly they might. Like. If the ball. Is thrown. And it's incomplete. They'll. Once the ball is spotted. They'll start the clock. I don't. I don't like that. Like. On an incomplete pass. No. The clock should stop. I don't. I don't like that. Like. If it could be caught, but caught out of bounds, it's incomplete. It could be, you know, overthrown or something. Any incomplete pass, I don't really think the clock should run. I think it should stop. But again, the NFL will probably be doing some rule changes too, which I don't I haven't seen any really rule changes in the NFL yet. But if I do, I, I might make an episode on that, mix it in with some other football related stuff. But as for right now, that isn't true. But it could happen, which I wouldn't like that. But for college, thus the running the clock on first downs only, except two minutes in the second and fourth quarter, which makes sense. So that rule I think is gonna be is gonna be definitely implemented for sure. And that's and again it's to make the game go faster. So first down, spot the ball, clock running, boom, 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 or whatever. And then these that's the main one, and then there's these three. I'm going to start going over right now. The first one is no consecutive timeout. So, basically, a coach is not allowed to call timeout. And then, you know, he sees the personnel in the field. He do not like it. And then to call another one or something like that. Or, you know, calls a timeout before, you know, a field goal attempt for the other team. And then calls another one to ice kicker. Like, none of that's happening because it slows the game down. It's kind of like they want the game to go faster and they want the pace to be quicker. Which I understand the pace because sometimes in games the... Pace is all messed up and crazy and stuff and gets out of hand because of the way timeouts are sometimes used and stuff like that. So, I kind of get that part. But I personally, like, enjoy sitting there watching the game. And I don't want the game to go, like, phew. I mean, I think the game goes fast even when they're, like, three hours long. Now, I know college games are definitely sometimes longer because there's way more scoring and stuff. Especially when if one team is blowing out another team. Because sometimes college teams aren't as even as in the NFL teams are more even. So, college games could definitely go faster. So, I can... Some understand that for college games, but... I, I personally don't mind games going that... I don't really see a problem. But I under, I could understand it. And I definitely understand the pacing part. Anyways, that's what... That rule that they might implement. Which, And then, this other one is untimed penalty. So, basically, what this is, there's... I wrote here, rules violate... Late, violations that occur with no time on the clock in the first and third quarter. So there's so basically a penalty that happens when there's no time on the clock like the quarter basically ends but there's a penalty and it's the first and third quarter. That penalty or that rule violation would cur- go over to the s- the next quarter. So like it happens in the first quarter 0 seconds off a penalty happens. If if I'm reading this correct, carry over to the second quarter. Instead of the quarter just ending, that penalty would carry over. Which I'm assuming that wasn't like that before. I'm assuming the way I'm reading it here. Because I wrote exactly what it said. So I didn't like, just tweak it. I really wrote what it said. So if I'm reading that correctly, I think that's what that means. Which mean, And then it will limit untimed down. So basically downs that happen when the time runs out because of a penalty. So it will carry Oh, so I think what they're meaning is the play won't happen in that quarter. The play, they'll stop, the quarter will end and then res- resume the next quarter. Okay, so I think that's what that means. Yeah, time down to the end of the halves. So, the, wouldn't it wouldn't be like, okay, a penalty happens. Oh, so another play, the quarter's over. The, I get, I'm assuming that means, okay, they're not going to run another play. They're going to run it the next quarter. If that happens in the first and third quarter, I'm assuming that's what that means. I could be reading that wrong, but I think that's what that means. Hopefully, I'm right on that one. If not, hopefully, uh, somebody that watches podcasts can, like, get a hold of me and somehow, like, say that's not what that means or what they think it might mean. And, again, you can always, you know, contact me or something. I mean, or I post, you know, these things on my Instagram account. So, if you want to, like, contact me on there or something like that, on the Nate Williams Show account and give advice or, you know, have your thoughts on these rules. Like, what are what are your thoughts on these rules, basically? On these rules. And I'm going to give my opinion. After I go over them all. And then the last one. Is replay adjustments. So. It says here. During games in which there isn't a replay official in the Butte. So, someone in the Butte that there's not officiating for some odd reason. Which, in college. On-field officials will have. So, the officials on-field can have the option to replay to do an, a replay in which they can use video after a coach after a coach's challenge. So if, if there's no one in the booth to do it and a coach makes a challenge, I guess the rest on the on the field do it instead. I guess that's what that means. Let me read this again. During games in which there isn't a replay official in the booth. So there's not a replay official in the booth to look at the replay and stuff. The on-field official, so the refs on the field, they can replay using the video after. So, I guess what that's saying is, even after a coach makes a challenge, the refs on the field can still look at replay. But that's if there's no person in booth. Which I, which means, if the coach makes a challenge, would they get if the. I guess, I don't know if it's saying, like, the officials on the field get to do it instead of people in the buff since there is no one in the booth when a coach makes a challenge, or would the coach get his challenge back? Like, coach makes a challenge, and then there's no one in the booth, so, like, the officials on the field do it. I don't know. It's confusing. But whatever that means. I mean, I don't think these rules are that, I mean... I guess they're trying to just do it so that the game goes faster so like okay no one be on field officials you decide to get this game keep the game going instead of it being the slow so i but also ooh, i also think maybe what they mean is because you know instead of you know how during the games you know when they look in the video camera you know they're talking with the people in the booth and the officials whatever, and just trying to discuss and it takes so much time which yeah i kind of hate that sometimes so i think what they're doing is okay there's no one in the booth then just let the official on the field do it so the game will go quicker so like the officials on the field can make the decision instead of the people in the booth i think that's what that could mean that would make more sense that would make definitely make more sense because then the game would go quicker so I mean, that makes sense to me. I would agree with that one. So, I mean, none of these are really bad. I don't really have a problem with any of the those rules for at least college. The NFL, that one rule I mentioned, like, incomplete pass at the clock, when I wouldn't like that. And I wouldn't like that if college did that either. But that hasn't even been, I don't even know if, that might, might have been, like, a rumor going around. I don't even know if that's, like, one that has been, you know, in it option at all that's just what i heard but i hope that doesn't happen but yeah i, I kind of agree with that those and then ml so those make total sense to me so i hope that i what i said based on the replay distance and on time penalties that i read that correctly i think that makes more sense now so now mlb again they're doing the same thing you know, have the game go faster and stuff. And that's what they're trying to do, these rules are. And for more action, because, you know, baseball sometimes can be boring, you know, where it's a one nothing game is the final because it's just a pitcher's duel and there's no hitting or nothing. So, you know, if they implement these rules or whatever, it will make the game go faster, which means more offense. Like, for example, this pitch timer. Okay. If you force the pitcher to pitch and force the batter to get in there, there could be, you know, the pitcher could be forced to have to try to throw it, and he makes a horrible throw, and then the hitter is able to hit it, and so more scoring's happening, or it could be, I think it could also be the opposite, the pitcher is ready, the batter's not, so the pitcher throws and the batter's not ready, but he has to be there because of the timer, and then he swings and misses, and then outs, which means outs will go quicker, but also hits, more hits could be happening, depending on who's ready, if the pitcher's ready, or the Batter is ready. Uh, yeah, the pitcher of the batter is ready. So that's kind of why they probably put that pitch timer in there for you know, you know more outs to occur quicker, which obviously is what the timers for, or more runs and stuff that happen. With. Which again, if, <laughs> if there's more runs happening, the inning could last longer. But again, at the same time, if there's a timer running for the pitch count, the game still could go quicker. Which, I mean, if I was in that certain, I would not like that. I would like taking my time and stuff. But, I mean, I understand it because sometimes just players, like, expect when it comes to playoffs and stuff, I feel like that happens in more, like, when it comes, like, to the postseason or whatever, where they go in, the batter goes in there, steps in there, takes his time, steps back out, and, like, keeps going in and out. And then the crowd goes, boo, because they hate all that, which I understand that part. But I don't know. I don't really... I, I maybe for maybe for me because if I was in that situation, I was hit. I would want to take my time, whenever not to worry about a clock or whatever. But again, I'm not a professional. These are professionals, so they. I think they probably can handle it more than I could. And how that rules work? So, basically, if it's the first batter in the inning, get- of course, because there's no one on base, or if no one's on base at all, the pitch timer is 15 seconds. You got. I'm assuming that means 15 seconds for the ball to be pitched. So, I'm assuming if the... Okay, what if the batter's in the box, but the pitcher's not ready, In, I'm assuming that would mean if the pitcher's not ready, but the batter is ready, and the pitcher doesn't throw in 15 seconds, it would be a violation of the pitcher. And then if the pitcher's ready, but the and the batter's not ready then that means the batter will be violated against. Which I think that means... It says here, violation automatically ball or strike. So if the pitcher violates, it will be automatically a ball, I'm assuming. And if the batter violates, it will automatically strike. I'm assuming that's what that means. That makes more sense to me. And then 20... So if there's a runner on oh, 20 seconds, you know because... I guess they need an extra 5 seconds because... You know there's people on base river and p- give the pitcher more time and the batter more time since you know there's a runner on base which means it's more of a distraction so that's what that rule is and then the shift restrictions so that means there's two infitters on each side of second base so two infielders on each side so two on one and two on the other so you got second base Split right down the middle. So second base pitchers mounted on plate, basically. You split one side, two infielders on one side, two on the other. So, basically, the two infielders on each side can only shift. Which And then they have to have both feet on dirt at the pitch reach. So they have to be inside the infield on the dirt when the pitch is thrown. I mean, I, I kind of... I think, I guess, to be maybe more action. Because, oh, these two shift only or whatever. And only two can shift. So then, if only two can shift and the ball's not hit their way, then more action's happening. So I guess that's kind of what that rule is. The pitch timer seems more like let the game go faster. This one, I mean, it could. But again, like I said before, it could be advantage to the hitter or the pitcher. So it could also, depending on more action or less action for the pitch timer. But that one's more of how fast the game works the shift is more of uh, having more play action and then this last one is the bigger bases so instead they're 15 inches right now I'm about to say feet that's too big 15 inches right now so they're going to move them 3 inches wide at 18 so from 15 to 18 and i guess they reduce injuries and then i guess you know, for runners coming in hard or whatever. No more collision cla- or stuff. Like, I guess that would make sense. Because less injuries means <laughs> the game's going to go smoother and quicker. Which I get. That's why they're doing it. But I still feel like this The thing is injuries... I feel like even three inches, injuries are always going to happen. So, I don't know, I don't really like that one. I feel like injuries are always going to happen anyways. So, like, that's my take on that one. So, sift restrictions. I mean... I feel like teams should just be able to do whatever they want and have because that's how the game works is teams do take their own advantage on certain things or whatever. So that one's like iffy, like I don't necessarily hate that one, but I prefer like it to not be there. But the bigger bases, I prefer that one to be out shift restrictions. It's an all right pitch timing. I, I I need to see it in place. I think when I see it or whatever and I watch more of the games, I'll probably hate it be- at the beginning with because I'm not used to it. I'm going to hate it. But maybe as more as I get used to it, I might like it. So who knows? So that's MLB. So those are really my big takes on these rules. Those are like the mainly the only rules involved there. So just, you know, what your thoughts on this? On these rules, do you like them, dislike them? Will you be like me, who maybe, you know, when when you watch the game or go to the game, has to get used to them or whatever, and then maybe like them later, or maybe just not like them at all? What are your thoughts? Because, you know, I might come back on here, and once I see these rules implemented, might, you know, decide on after a while, because I'm not just going to come on here after the first game of the season and say, oh, I don't like these rules. I'm going to, you know, try to adjust to it. And then if for some reason I adjust to it and don't like it, then I'll probably come back on here and be like, nah, I don't like this. But, you know, what are your thoughts on these rules? Do you like them, dislike them? You know, all those things. So that's all I have for this episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a lot, especially those that, you know, maybe haven't heard these rules yet. But now you know what they are. So that's what you come here to watch this episode for, which means you got to follow and subscribe so you can get here to get more info become more educated on sports that's what i'm here for that more education on sports and make sports fun again and better again because you know sometimes people don't like sports because of certain things that happen but hopefully you guys come to like sports again because of my this podcast that i have sweet so, and also you learn just like you learned about these rules here if you haven't learned them yet so you got to follow and subscribe and if you love what you've heard, you've got to give me a five-star rating. So please give it a five-star rating so we can grow the channel. And as for that, remember, who they think going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. Peace.